guys, it's your host, Avery Carl with The Short-Term Shop. I am super excited to dive into our 10-episode mini-series on the Cascade Mountains in Washington State market. Super cool market, really cool part of the country. Wanna give you guys a couple of notes first before we get started. If you guys are looking for up-to-date income numbers or data or purchase prices on properties in these markets, you can find them at theshorttermshop.com. You can set up a search to look for properties in any of the 20 markets that we operate in. You can also sign up to work with any of our short-term shop agents in any of those markets. So if you buy with us in any of those markets, we teach you everything you need to know about how to manage a short-term rental for free. And you can do that at theshorttermshop.com. Also, if you know you want to work with us already, you can email us at agents at the shorttermshop.com and we'll get you set up with one of our agents in one of our 20 markets. We will, we have also got a Facebook group, short-term rental, long-term wealth, same title as my book on Facebook. If you guys want to just join us, it's 60,000 of my closest friends talking about short-term rentals and managing them and buying them all day long. And I believe that's it. And we can go ahead and dive into the show. Make sure to give us a like, follow, five-star review, etc., on YouTube. Instagram, Facebook, all at The Short-Term Shop. I'll stop talking at you and let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome to episode two of The Short-Term Show special episode series on the Cascade Mountains in Washington State. Today, we're going to be focusing on what to buy. So we focused on why in episode one. Now we're going to focus on what. So to help us do that, we again have Doug, who you're familiar with from episode one. Doug, just say hey real quick. Hey everybody, how you doing? Glad to be back and talking about the Cascade Mountains. And we also have a few investors in that market. Paul and Jenny, do you want to introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about yourselves? Redundant, sorry. <laughs> Hi, my name is Jenny, and uh, we uh, purchased in uh, June of uh, 2023, and uh, we love the place. Yeah, Aloha, Paul Mossman's, um, yeah, Doug and uh, Avery and Luke have been great. We actually did their uh, their class and helped us tremendously. Um, but yeah, uh, so far our place is doing well up there in uh, Clee Ellum, up in the Cascades and really digging it. Awesome. Well, and you guys live where? I feel like you need to mention this. <laughs> <laughs> we live on Oahu uh, in Hawaii. We're, we're on the windward side of uh, Oahu in a town called Kailua. So Sounds it's, it's horrible. <laughs> it's horrible. <laughs> Sounds can I, terrible. Can I ask them a question? Um, yeah. It's <laughs> more about the last episode of why. But um, why Washington State? So you, you live in a beautiful place that's uh, that's sunny all the time. So why why did you want a place in Washington? Sure. Uh, you know, sometimes you get a little island fever. So uh, we thought it'd be nice to have a place that was not here. Um, also, short term rentals here are extremely restricted. Um, but we both are familiar with Washington. I've spent time there when we were younger. Um, we have actually have friends up there, and so. Um, we love to do winter sports as well. So, um, and we love the outdoors. And so this area was all of those things. Easy to get to. Um, yeah. yeah. I think that was one of the criteria was one flight. Yeah. Oh, really? One flight. That's very important. I Where I live, we just have one, very, or we have two airports, but they're both very small. So you're always having to transfer at least once. So I know I've got to transfer one time, but if I've got to do it twice, then like I'm not buying there. <laughs> right. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, and our flight is, you know, five and a half hours. And then it's, oof. Oh, whole, that's whole so terrible. it's like, you know, 10, 10 hour deal. So oh my yeah, goodness. it just makes it easier. Oh, well, uh, so let's have Doug. Doug, can you tell me the, the key areas that we look at to potentially buy things in this market? And then we'll hear about uh, where the Mospins, what, what area they focus on? Yeah, sure. So uh, there are four, they're kind of micro markets is how I probably describe them. Um, and they are centered around the the mountain passes um, that travel through the, the Cascade Mountains from, I'll go from south to north. That's the way I organize them in my brain. Um, so there are different highways that travel across the mountains. Each of these places is n- near one of those highways um, going over the mountains. So the first one is, is Packwood. Um, and Packwood is near White Pass on Highway 12 going across the, the Cascade. So it's closer down to, it's near Mount Rainier National Park. It is near, not too far from Mount St. Helens. Um, it is near White Pass Ski Area. Uh, it is, uh, all of these markets are recreation markets and outdoor markets. Um, but Packwood is the, the furthest south, and it has access both to Mount Rainier National Park and White Pass Ski Area, which are the primary drivers of that particular town and that particular place. And then moving just a little bit to the north, the next one is Ashford. Um, Ashford is the main entrance to Mount Rainier National Park. It's five five minutes or less into the park from Ashford. Um, it is not really a town. It's kind of a place. Um, it does have a, a, a post office, but that's about it. It has a, gro- uh, a gas station and a grocery store. Um, it, it, its primary function is to access uh, Mount Rainier National Park. So not a lot of commercial development around there. Not a lot of um, amenities. I mean, there's a few restaurants. There's a few um, little kind of places to shop. But other than that, it's more of a place to sleep um, and a place to hang out um, after you go and do whatever you do in the national park that day. Um, So that's Ashford. Uh, Then moving north um, over the next mountain pass, Interstate 90 is Cleelum and the Cleelum area in general, which is where Paul and Jenny purchased. And uh, that is it's an hour and a half drive from downtown Seattle. All of these markets are are drivable from Seattle. but it's an hour and a half from downtown Seattle. It is a change in scenery and a change in climate from Seattle. So uh, you, you get over the pass and it's when it's raining on the west side, it's sunny on the east side. When it's raining on the west side, it's snowing on the east side. Um, so that change in weather and that change in scenery is very attractive to um, from people from urban Seattle uh, and, and an easy getaway for them. Um, and then the last one is farthest north. It's on Highway 2, and uh, it's a little, a series of little towns on Highway 2, um, Gold Bar Index, Bering, uh, Sky Comish. Um, and all of them are kind of just highway towns that are along Highway 2, which is the center, the center of that is the Sky Comish River, which is beautiful. Um, and people wanting to go and to recreate on the river, um, be on the river, float the river, so on and so forth. So those are our our four primary markets that we focus on for the short-term shop. Okay. And Paul and Jenny, you guys bought in Clee Elum, right? Yes. 
All right. And how big of a property did you go for? It's actually a half acre lot. It's kind of special. Um, and actually, I should just say that I think Jenny fell in love with it um, from the first time that it popped up. But it's a half acre lot and it's actually split uh, by a lane that goes down the middle. There's two dwellings on the property. Um, and one home is 1,400 square foot, two bedroom, two bath. And then the other home is a one bedroom, one bath um, with a very large RV garage and a small smaller garage and an attached outside RV garage. That one's probably inside 800 square feet. Actually, no, I'm sorry, about 600. So how many bedrooms are they total? <clears throat> if we added them all up, it would be three bedroom, three bath. Okay. But that's with the two houses. Yeah. Okay. The one on the river, which is literally 20 paces from the river, um, uh, is uh, two bedroom, two bath, and it's a vaulted ceiling. And then the other one is like a, a smaller one bedroom apartment, one bedroom, one bath. So it's on the river. It's literally on the river. On the yeah. Yakima River. Yeah. Oh, man, that's really cool. That's really cool. Yeah. So, I mean, my next question is going to be, are any of those areas, can you kind of Give me an idea uh, which ones might be a little more budget friendly than other ones, which ones are really high end so that people can kind of have a gauge of where they want to be looking based on their budget. Yeah. So um, working from, again, south to north, none of the markets in this area are going to be extremely cheap. So anything that you're going to find in any of the areas is going to be at least 500000 and up. Um, it's really difficult to find a property under 500000 um, Packwood and Ashford are going to be more reasonable. And so properties there are going to be in the five to eight probably would be the highest um, in those areas. They're more cabin markets, um, smaller, um, smaller homes, um, cabins, mountain houses, I guess I would call them, um, but in the five to eight range. So smaller properties, still not necessarily inexpensive. Um, same, the same is going to go in gold bar in the gold bar area. You're going to find most properties there in the five to 800, um, range. Um, and then in Cleelum, you can go anywhere probably from 500 on the low end to 5 million on the high end. So, oh, wow. um, <laughs> yeah, so there's, um, I would say inventory in all of these places is extremely limited. So you have to know what you're looking for and you have to know, um, which place you want to be and you, you kind of have to be like a fanatic in terms of stocking properties and uh offering on them when when they come up but um in cleom in particular there are some properties in the five to eight range but not many um but there are there's much better inventory in the 1.5 million and up in a place called Suncadia, which is um, a resort community at short-term rental community um and it's luxury so um, two golf courses, a spa, a lodge, um, all the activities you can think of um, in Suncadia. And so larger properties there, um, you know, three, four, five, six, seven bedrooms um, and asking prices to go with them. Gotcha. And so what made you guys, uh, Paul and Jenny, choose the area that you chose? Was it just the uniqueness of the property or were you specifically just wanted to be in that particular area? Well, we weren't looking specifically in Cleelum. We were looking at different places. Um, Gold Bar was one of the first places we looked at, which is um, a cute little town. And we looked at an absolutely amazing three-story um, uh, log log cabin, like real log cabin. Um, 
and there was some really cool history behind it. Um, uh, but this one on the river just sort of um, in Cleelum kind of just seemed like it was a better investment as far as money um, because it's right on the river. Um, and I don't remember where else we looked, Doug. Where there's there? Packwood. Packwood. Yeah, you, you looked at Pack, Packwood as well. So yeah. yeah, the only the only location we didn't look um, physically was in Ashford. But I, yeah, I think the draw to Cleelum was. Um, <clears throat> Kind of the proximity to, I guess, other services aside from outdoor activities. Um, it's a little bit more, you know, you've got your Safeway and, and some um, just more items for for somebody that's going to be up there for a weekend or during the week than just like Doug was mentioning Ashford, which really doesn't have much. So Cleelum's a little bit more um, full service. And also, I would add because I think you asked where or why we kind of chose this area. The when we were up there looking, um, we had some conversations at a couple of coffee shops and just some stores that we went into, and these are individuals that live up there full time. And um, talking to them, they said that Cleelum was four seasons in the sense that you can do something outside, and they get guests and um, visitors four seasons, you know, all year. So it's just not like you've. There are shoulder seasons and whatnot, but um, we're hoping that, uh, you know, business is um, consistent all year round. So that was a, a push. Okay, well. gotcha. So what I think I'm hearing you guys say is that Cleelum is probably the most developed area of the different areas in this market. Most certainly. Yeah, it's yeah. Um, like like Paul said, it has everything in terms of anything a guest would need within, um, you know, five minutes, 10 minutes mm -hmm. um, of, of wherever your property is going to be. So yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, the other areas have those things, with the exception of Ashford. Ashford doesn't really have much, and so you, you just need to prepare a guest um, to pick up their stuff before they get there. Otherwise, they're going to spend, uh, you, you know, ten dollars for a Snickers bar at the um, at the gas station. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, um, Packwood has a grocery <clears throat> store. It has uh, some amenities there. It has some restaurants. Um, Ashford has restaurants, just no groceries. Um, okay. And then um, Cleon as well. Gold Bar uh, is small and quaint, and usually about a twenty-minute drive to to get anything that you might need. So, all right. And is there any? So you mentioned <clears throat> you guys have a one-bedroom and a two-bedroom on the same property. And then Doug, you mentioned in that Suncadia resort, they can go up to like seven bedrooms. Is there anything that any size that does not work in this market? So, you know, what I'm used to seeing is that um, the lower the occupancy or sorry, that's going to be a confusing way to word that sentence. I'm going to change that. The smaller the property, so the, the less people that it sleeps, the higher the occupancy rate. Whereas the bigger ones have a lower occupancy rate, but will typically have a higher cash on cash return, which we don't have to get into all that right now because that's just so subjective based on the deal you're going to buy. But is there anything that you want to avoid? Like I know in some markets, it's like one and two bedrooms do great. Three bedrooms don't really do much better than two bedrooms, but then four bedrooms do quite a bit better. So is there anything you want to avoid size-wise or is, does it all kind of work? I would say it all kind of works. Um, I would compare, so it's it's, it's market specific though. So um, Kaliyelam, I think you're going to do better with a larger property, um, with a property that can sleep a lot of people um, because you're, you're getting either multiple generations of families or uh, different combinations of families kind of meeting in that place to recreate. And so if you can house 
um, two families or three families, uh, your ADRs are going to be much better in in that area in particular. In the other areas, um, you know, two or three bedrooms is is going to do it for you. Um, generally, those are more like just family getaways um, um, or couple getaways. So less. Cleom is centrally located in Washington State, so you get a lot of people meeting in Cleom that come from east and west um, to meet there and like have family gatherings, to have weddings, to have like uh, that sort of thing. And so I would say Cleom, I would tend towards more bedrooms. Um, okay. I would tend towards mountain properties, and we can talk about that later, but um, and not like in the city or make sure you're on the river or you have a view or you're, um, you're in the resort. And well, then, no, let's talk that now. <laughs> okay. Or I'll let you finish your point first. Sorry. I didn't <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, but main point is more bedrooms probably in, in Cleelum, um, in the Cleelum area, and then um, smaller properties um, in the three other areas. Okay. And then Paul and Jenny, you guys just went for unique right on the river. Like I would have, a, I would imagine something that's right mm-hmm. on a river like that is probably going to stay rented really really well because the river's right there. Yeah. Yeah. We did the first three months. Um, we were at about 73% occupancy. That was, um, July, most of July, August, September, and then now October is coming down, but we were up there doing some work on it, but yeah, it was, um, the draw for us was pretty much the river. And, uh, I think some things that we really looked at was, um, a view, you know, whether it be on a river or we looked at one property up in gold bar that was like Jenny was saying, was a, a very large, log cabin which had views of the mountains um so, so some kind of draw for the guests to have you know relaxing a relaxing setting that was another one for us okay awesome so back to the thing that i cut you off about doug so <laughs> the type of property so you you're saying you don't really want to be in town you want to be out in the picturesque scenery so let's hear about that a little bit yeah any of these markets people are wanting to get away generally from the urban center of seattle and tacoma um, so they want to feel as if they're in the mountains. So, um, and I would also say they want in general, a more upscale experience. Um, they don't want the Smokies grandma cabin. They want a, a, a luxury or semi luxury cabin that they can use as a nice place to come back to after they go and do whatever they're doing that day. So, um, Style doesn't really matter as much as um, having those things and that kind of coziness that, um, you know, all the things, the amenities that somebody would want, the hot tub, the, um, you know, maybe a a sauna, maybe, you know, a fully equipped kitchen, um, nice furnishings that are comfortable, you know, um, a, a barbecue and a deck and a view like the those are the types of properties that you want so yeah you don't want to buy so downtown cleom is a perfect example or downtown roslyn is a perfect example where you can rent in those locations the people aren't going to cleom to stay in town they're going to cleom to stay in a place that is nice and is somewhat secluded or has the luxury amenities that they they want to access okay well, that makes a lot of sense. And that's so that kind of segues into my next question is what level do you have to go to to be able to perform in this market enemy method wise? So 
is everybody pretty luxury? I know we're talking about Clea Ellen, but let's expand out to the entire market now. Is everybody like really luxury and you've got to go in and make everything as updated as possible? Or can you get away with things being, you know, a little dated, not like full on grandma, but, you know, need some things like how how heavy do we have to go on using blue chip market principles to apply here? Or do we have to apply blue chip market? Because you said this is an emerging market. So, you know, if we own something in a blue chip market, like a Scottsdale or a Smokies or a Destin, Florida, and we apply those principles of owning there where there's a ton of sophisticated competition into an emerging market, are we going to be head and shoulders above everyone? Or are we going to be just kind of on a level playing field? I think uh, in Packwood, Ashford and Gold Bar, um, if you take you know, those blue chip market ideals and apply them, you're going to be ahead of the competition. Um, you're going to perform uh, better than the competition. Uh, so a lot of the dwellings that exist in those places are like longtime established family cabins um, that people have owned for generations and then are finally selling um, and becoming short-term rentals. And so most of the rental properties there are they've just rented them and they've been you know just kind of standard places and so you can do all right with that and then if you like take it up a notch in those locations you're you're going to do very well i would say cleome is the outlier to that where suncadia the resort drives sort of the short-term rental market around there and so you do have to um you have to step it up in that market in terms of furnishings in terms of amenities in terms of uh, what your property has to offer um, in order to keep keep up and compete with what what houses in Suncadia are offering, and I think Polygenic could probably speak to that. They're they're just outside of Suncadia on the river, um, but they you know, they're places within ten minutes of the resort. So yeah, and like Doug was saying, it's I think in our area, just kind of looking at doing the enemy method, looking at um, other places around Cleelum, Roslyn, um, it's. There are a couple, I wouldn't say grandma cabins, but there are some that, you know, more like glamping or something like that. Um, mm -hmm. But most places are offering, um, yeah, like posh furnishings. I haven't seen a lot except for in the Sun Katie area with with hot tubs and spas and um, and whatnot. But everybody is yeah, above above the board and newer, you know, fully furnished kitchens and um, yeah, very bright and clean. Okay. Gotcha. So while we're on the subject of this Suncadia place, that sounds like a really fun place to go. <laughs> are there any other short-term rental like resort style communities or is that just the main one? Uh, there's that one. And there's one other in Roslyn, which is called Roslyn Ridge. Um, doesn't have all of the resort things that uh, Suncadia does, but is um, a short-term rental community itself. Um, kind of more of a uh, recreational focus than a resort focus in Roslyn Ridge. Okay. Mm. Are there any, are there, uh, well, let me back up. Are there many HOAs at all or most properties outside of Suncadia and Roslyn Ridge going to be, you know, not not in an HOA, just out in the country, kind of. It really, it really depends. So there are, I would say, in every market, there are HOAs, and some are friendly and some are not. Um, Paul and Jenny were actually under contract on a property on a lake um, in an HOA um, that said they allowed short-term rentals, and then um, when we got under contract, we figured out they weren't open to short-term rentals. Yeah. Um, 
Well, it's a good thing. That's a good time to figure it out. (laughs) Not have closing. (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was kind of one of these things of, well, you know, the bylaws say that you can't, but everybody does. And um, so we had a long conversation about what that could mean for the future. And they (laughs) decided to walk away from that property. But um, yeah, I I would say there are HOAs. um, And then regulation wise, most every one of the locations is governed by the county, uh, rather than city regulations. And so county regulations tend to be more lax, um, more STR friendly, and less uh, restrictive. So um, there are a couple of cities like city city of Cleon, which I wouldn't recommend buying in anyway, Um, you can have one there, Um, you can't be within like 250 feet of another one, um, which is really kind of a strange thing, but um, yeah, each has their, each County has their own um, permitting business license requirements, um, but all are SDR friendly. Um, The HOA is the only thing you you really have to watch out for um, and uh, just make sure you do due diligence there and um, talk to people on the board and make sure that, it's not going to be an issue. Okay. So are there any, obviously, in if you're buying in an HOA anywhere, you want to make sure that everything, that don't just take, you know, the listing agent and the seller's word for it. Make sure that you're looking through all those docs yourself. Um, are there any county or city anti-short-term or not anti-short-term rental restrictions, but what are the restrictions in these areas? So since you mentioned Cleelum in town, is there anything else we need to be aware of? High level guys, always, always, always don't just take our word for it on a podcast. Um, if you're planning to buy in an area like this, make sure that you're calling. If you're inside the city limits, call the city outside, call the county just to be sure you're following the rules. Uh, but anyway, go ahead, Doug. Disclaimer there. <laughs> I, I would, I would, uh, every county is open. They just have their own like processes and procedures permitting. Um, so the, the counties themselves, with the exception of Chelan, which I'll talk about, but um, uh, Chelan is the only county where there is restrictions. A lot of people um, ask me about a place called Leavenworth um, and buying in the town of Leavenworth, which is a, a Bavarian theme town um, just north of Cleon. And Leavenworth has a, a very strong tourism uh, history and, and presence um, and there. Um, their chamber of commerce and their business community has really, really put the screws down on short-term rentals um, to to the point where they've pretty much restricted them out unless you're grandfathered in. Um, and, you know, even then people will ask me, hey, you know, can we buy a grandfathered in property? And I'm like, well, yeah, you can, but the, the, <laughs> the trend doesn't look good in terms of um, what they're wanting to do with short-term rentals in the area. So, um I, I personally wouldn't invest there. But that really Chelan County and Leavenworth is probably the only place I would say I I would I would caution people against. Uh, otherwise, all the, the counties themselves seem to be um, pretty open and non-restrictive. Right. Our, our, when we um, purchased, like Doug was saying, we kind of did a lot of research as well. And um, speaking to the folks of the county that we're in, uh, very friendly and uh there are a couple things, you know, I, I can't think of anything specific and there's nothing that's very glaring, but uh, very friendly and easy to work with and um, Kittitas County. Just a note on the neighbors too. Um, so our neighbors, we came from perspective of we just really want neighborhood support. 
um, because it's we're going to use the house sometimes also. And so we started off with what would you like to see in our rules? Like we counted both neighbors on each side and said, you know, is there anything that what time what time would you like quiet time to be? We can't say we're going to do that, but we'd like to know what works for you. And so um, we've ended up getting two great neighbors, but our our rules for our house are very neighbor friendly. Um, and, um, you know, we just ask for a lot of, um, uh, yeah. respect for, um, for our neighbors. And as a result, the community has really kind of embraced us, which has been really, really kind. They look out for us. They, they really take care of us. Um, like when you have a bad cleaner, um, they don't clean our house, but they, you know, they've come over <laughs> and watered for us and I mean, all kinds of stuff. So, um, we, we definitely uh, are the kind of people that want the community support also. So we have encouraged them and told them, we want you to be happy with having a short-term rental next door to you. Um, how can we make this better? And we are lucky enough to have neighbors that are not super anal retentive. Um, but uh, I think, you know, it can work. It depends on how you manage your property. So did you have those conversations before you closed or after? After. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But we um uh we 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 did it afterwards. Um but they were very open to it. Um and uh yeah, so. Okay. <clears throat> That's good. I I think it's very important to be very respectful of of your neighbors when you're doing this. You want to make sure that they know that you are trying to be respectful of them. So I think I think that's absolutely the right thing to do if you've got neighbors. So, and that's super cool of them. Doug, did you yeah. have some? Well, uh, their property is pretty unique in that um, <clears throat> on the river, they they can't put up fences um, within a certain setback from the river. Um, 150 feet. Yeah, which uh, <laughs> which we discovered during uh, due diligence period. But um, yeah, so like literally you can see both of the neighbors and you can't really do anything about it. So um, just because that that's the way their property is configured on the river. So most properties are going to have some sort of seclusion and privacy uh, from the neighbors in all of these com communities. Um, and some are actually like designed to be short-term rental communities. So it's not a big a deal there, but it was for Paul and Jenny. So um, that was a very good way to go about that. Yeah, we ended up putting boxwoods, boxwoods up on both of our properties. But, you know, we asked both the neighbors, what do you think about this? How do you think this looks? Is this easy for you to maintain on your side of the, the boxwood on your side of the yard? Um, and so it was instead of building a fence, we built a, a bush hedge. Yeah. <laughs> Things like that we want to work with our neighbors on. Yeah, I think. I think that's totally smart to make friends with them. <laughs> so they yeah. want to help you and they're not angry at you. Yeah. <clears throat> we don't want our guests, you know, drunkenly walking over onto their property. So <laughs> yeah, we don't want that. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, okay. So one thing that we haven't talked about is the type of property. So does the property have to be a cabin or can it be more of a house style? Do we see condos here? What's the deal? Um, mostly single family, um, almost almost exclusively single family. There are some townhomes and some condos in Sun, in the Suncadia Resort. Um, I have a tough time thinking that those will cash flow very well um, based on the HOA fees. Um, they're pretty pretty significant. So I would say ninety five to or above percent of properties working at single families. 
Um, property type, I don't think it's necessarily like you get, you're going to have to be like dialed into a specific type um, other than it needs to be um, comfortable. It needs to be clean. It needs to be, uh, you know, cozy and a place for people to come back to um, after they they recreate all day. Um, I guess like in Ashford and Packwood in Roslyn, I wouldn't, I would go more towards cabin and less towards like, um, you know, Rambler in the, you know, you know, with regular siding and painted, you know, blue gotcha. or whatever. Um, so cabins probably have a little bit more of appeal and would, uh, would attract people better there in Kaliellum, uh, it's kind of upscale mountain is how I would describe it. So like chateau sort of, um, you know, lots of rock and, um, you know, chateau style, I guess, chalet. I'm glad you think we own a chateau. <laughs> What's that? I said, I'm glad you think we own a chateau. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, the perfect example is, yeah, you, you have a, a chateau. <laughs> yeah. I think people come up there also to, to see wildlife too, you know, yeah. I'm, and we have, you know, deer are all over the place and raccoons and we even have beavers. So, um, yeah, the beavers steal the neighbor's trees off their lawns. So um, it's it's really beautiful. I think that's another reason people come up there is really just to be in nature. Yeah, so I'm, I want to go visit now. It sounds like an awesome <laughs> place. I mean, you guys are going all the way from Hawaii. We know, we know a place you can stay. Yeah. <laughs> on the river. It sounds great to me. Should do a motorhome road trip out to uh Washington State. That would be we've so got a place to park. To be honest with you, Luke tried to do that last year because we did our first one a few years ago. We were out for a month and it was awesome. And we went up to Jackson Hole and Bozeman and all through Montana. And he was like, Okay, next year we're going to Mount Rainier and I'm gonna run the Mount Rainier um marathon and we're gonna do all this stuff. And then I, I was like, Luke, that is going to take us a good month just to get there. <laughs> and so he was on this whole jag about it for a good two weeks before I finally convinced him that that was not probably the best idea with two toddlers. But um, it was on the list there for a minute. So maybe we'll just slide. Here. <laughs> yeah, no, I drove I drove to Tennessee and back um, oh. with, my, with my oldest daughter. That sounds and, hideous. Uh, we did it. At, <laughs> a, a, it was a graduation road trip and she oh. had. Oh, he had a spectacular time and uh oh, that's good. but it, it took five full days of driving, like eight hour days mm. um to get to Nashville or to get to Vision Forge. Yeah, so. Well, we're coming to the end of the time. So what else do you guys think our listeners need to hear about where or what to buy in this market? I think I would summarize it as um and we'll uh, probably segue to our next episode, but um in Cleelum, I would I would really focus on getting as many bedrooms and as many people that you can sleep as possible. Um, and in the others, uh, just a, you know, two, three bedroom cabin is going to be right in the sweet spot. Yeah, I think I just just from the the reviews that we've gotten from guests um, on our place, I would just say the things that what they were looking for, not specifically for, you know, how many bedrooms or whatever, but it's views uh of the river and just relaxing um a relaxation space that was everybody's um been very specific about that and hot tub yeah big deal hot tub uh, gotta have a hot tub any other amenities that we need to have to like be on par with everybody else they like fire pits um mm -hmm. or fire tables um 
and water, pond, lake, lake. stream, whatever. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I would say uh, fire pit. It is often not very warm here, so um, being able to be outside but also stay warm, either on like with patio heaters or with fire tables or fire pits, um, all of those are important because generally it's cooler here than it is warm. So uh, that would be that would be an amenity there, and uh, be able to grill your food. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, guys, if you are ready to buy something with Doug in this market, you can email us at agents at the shorttermshop.com and we will hook you up with him. Or if you just want to learn more, ask some questions, there's a few ways you can do that. First one is to join our public Facebook group. Same title as my book right behind me, Short-Term Rental, Long-Term Wealth. Or every Thursday, we have a live Q&A call that you can sign up for at strquestions.com. Thanks, guys. We'll catch you on the next episode. <music>